Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning, too. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DK Network's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Midland, live from Bar Canada, the D, downtown Las Vegas. How you doing, Kelly? Doing well. How are you? I am well. Nice. What a great show today. Yeah. You know, besides the fact that we'll talk about that game last night for two minutes. Aaron Schatz joins us momentarily on the show. Aaron Schatz, the creator of DVOA, founder of Football Outsiders, now at FTN. We will talk. It's the quarter poll. We always talk to Aaron every quarter of the NFL season. So we will talk with him about the historic numbers involving two teams through his prism of DVOA to this point in the NFL season. I'm talking one's a top fiver, one's a top 15er in terms of all time, at least as far as his numbers go back the beginning of the 80s. Uh, one of, you know, two of the great teams of all time. We'll see if that's sustainable. And it, more importantly, perhaps for betting purposes, he is an awards better. And not just one award, but all of them. One of 50. So we will check his pulse on MVP, on Coach of the Year, and anything else beyond that. Looking forward to that. See if he, see if Tyreek has crept in, if he's backed off on only a quarterback. That's all I'll vote for for MVP. We'll go beyond that with Coach of the Year as well. Uh, Paul Carr, Premier League picks. Bob stole Dr. Bob with his plays for this weekend. Six college games tomorrow. Three NFL games. It's a great Saturday. Jason Weingarten from Under Cloud of Smoke. We gave Joe Pita some homework uh, to give us back on a Survivor entry. We'll uh, monetize. We'll just give an example. No, no math. We'll just tell you the numbers. But what you would need if you had one of these entries that remain in Circus Survivor, one of the 13 entries, and then one of the actual remaining entries, or the person in uh, that is responsible for it. Greg Jones will join us to talk about who he's picking this weekend. Looking forward to that talk with old Joneser. Yeah, it'll be cool. L.A. Joneser. Be cool. The uh, Quite a story so far. And uh, what's he looking at going forward? Be interesting to hear. Yeah, the story being that he uh, intended to pick the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving and misclicked and hit Green Bay. And here he is. Oh, I think he wanted to chop, but no chop, as we talked about yesterday. Uh, okay. 
We got to talk about this game at all? Two minutes on it? Six, yeah, two minutes. 63-21, the two minutes representing about as long as Kelly watched this game. Yep. <laughs> and I think about as anybody, you know, this was one of these where it was like you, your brain was shut off so early. 63-21, to 21, the Raiders beat the Chargers last night. Oh, everybody had that, right? Most points in Raiders history, most points given up in Chargers history. It's about all you need to know. 63 to 21, and it was over quick. Um, Vegas went down on their first drive to make it 7 to nothing, but then stick sacked by Malcolm Coots, fumbles. Raiders turned that into a touchdown, 14 to nothing. Joshua Kelly, first play next drive, hit by Marcus Epps, fumbles. Raiders turned that into a touchdown, 21 to nothing. Um, and, this, and this is where I turned on the game. <laughs> this is where you turned on. I was watching NBA, I'm like, oh yeah, that game started. Let me e- flip it on. EJ, 21 to nothing. EJ Turner strips Darius Davis and recovers. Raiders turned that into another touchdown, 28 to nothing. By the way, this is still with like more than half of the second quarter left. Um, it was 35 to nothing a little later, and then the Chargers had a fourth and one at their own 49 with two minutes left in the half. Eckler got stuffed, and yes, you guessed it, the Raiders turned it into another touchdown. At halftime, it was 42 to nothing. And that's, you know, that whole crescendo to that. Twitter set ablaze by everybody talking about Brandon Staley. Will Hill texted, which I think was the perfect line. Um, by the way, Brandon Staley's at quote as he was coming off the field at halftime, and good on him for stopping. But the quote was, uh, just wasn't good enough. That wasn't us out there. Uh, by the way, guess it was Brandon. Uh, you know, did not come ready to play. You know, second half, we got to play for pride. <laughs> that was his quote. Oh, okay. Uh, but Will Hill said, he goes, okay. And Richard Sherman at halftime was like, he should be fired at halftime. And Carissa Thompson looked a little uncomfortable with it, by the way. She was like, wanted to move the conversation along. But I think Richard Sherman was speaking for everybody. That was everybody's line. Like, is this the first coach that's ever going to get fired at halftime? Will Hill was more appropriate. He said, the line is the end of a numbers game tomorrow morning. So noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, which happens to be as the great Ron Flatter, who used to be our adult supervision here at VEASAN, used to tell us that's the news cycle. That's when the news cycle happens. So if he gets past, because he's still there, he's still the coach as far as we know, the charges right as we speak. If he gets past the end of this show, noon Eastern, nine Pacific, he's probably the coach to the end of the year, is my guess. I actually think he will be. I I don't know. Like, how many times have we talked about, like, this guy being fired? Like, what? I don't... I don't know, especially when you've got your starting court, your starting quarterbacks hurt for the year. Your playoff chances are out the window. Sure. You come into Vegas and, and lay an egg and lose 63 to 20. What's the point of firing him now though? Like it would have been, this could have helped if you fired him yeah. in the earlier in the year or in the off season or whatever. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, there, there's certain franchises, right? Like chargers, Cowboys where like they hang on to these guys. I, I, I'm just not, a, I don't know that I'm expecting that. The bears, morning. they don't fire, yeah. they don't fire coaches mid season. I, <laughs> Have you? Someone asked me this on Twitter. I mean, getting, should for, he be? Yeah, probably. Yes. Like, I think it would give a little bit of a, a kick in the kick in the butt to some of the players on the team, right? Of like, hey, your job's not safe if you underperform here. Well, someone asked me on Twitter. Forgive me for not remembering exactly who, but they were like, "Have you ever seen a team as unprepared as this for a game? Like, not only as unprepared, but as so checked out as well." And I don't know if I do. I don't remember yeah. it. Like this was, oh, we are done with this whole thing. We're already planning our vacation. And let me last thing on this, because there's really no reason to belabor it here. The egregious, the most egregious thing that happened last night, and only gamblers, only betters, 
will be locked into this. Because if you're if you're just watching football as a fan, you won't really key in on this. Some of us had. I had both East and Stick 18 and a half yards rushing over. And we had an in-game East and Stick pass attempts at 34 and a half. Both, he fell short on both of them. And by the way, if you go across like every Chargers skill player, perhaps the most egregious being Austin Eckler with his rushing yards, the Chargers with more than a half of, we just went through it, three quarters worth of garbage time couldn't get to any of those. That was the most frustrating thing of the whole thing is like, okay, yeah, at mean, least that's... I have these two bets going. Surely Easton Stick will throw enough passes <laughs> for me to get over. <laughs> Couldn't get it. It's incredible. I mean, I mean, the way this game started, I'm not shocked at all to look at this box score and look down and see five, five carries for Austin Eckler for only nine yards. But because of what you're talking about, if you when you're in when you're in blowout territory for three plus quarters, how the hell did you not get over 34 and a half pass attempts? Oh, that is you amazing. Because they kept turning the ball over and then by the way we didn't even mention like the worst pick of them all right in there which was a point blank range one oh gosh uh, yeah which i think was the second half well wow, turnover wasn't it um yes because they because remember he got sacked and fumbled that made it 56 to 7 when john jenkins went 44 yards to the house and then the stick yeah, the pick jack jones pick. at point back at point blank range by jack jones made it 63 to 7 so they kept turning the ball over uh which, you know, isn't the worst thing because then you get right back on the field if, if it's especially on the scoop and score and then the pick six. But also, like, when they scored, it was a 79-yard touchdown pass, right, to Joshua Kelly. Right. So, it's like, it was the perfect <laughs> storm of suckitude if you had the over on his attempt. That is, that is a pretty rough beat. Horrible. Which is knowing how this game played out, the like, fact that the, he didn't get to 35 pass attempts is pretty incredible. And it was, it was also one of those two where there was a, never a moment of optimism in the whole arc of those last three quarters. There was never a where you're like, oh, where you're going to go over 34 yeah. and a half now. And never, never had one moment of optimism. So that, I mean, insult to injury or injury to insult, whatever it is on that, even that didn't work out as the Chargers lose at 63 to 21. And the Raiders, as uh, one of the gentlemen here at the D just reminded us, big Raiders fan, he's like, mathematically alive, baby. <laughs> I got an under seven and a half uh, uh, in-season win total to sweat on them now. How about my Giants alternate under six and a half being a sweat oh, now? Yeah, yeah, that How does that not cash you? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Well, here's, here's what I have in the account for week number 15 in the National Football League. And it's a lot. It's a lot of bets. I didn't expect to have this many. A few of them you will recognize from Guessing Lines or from the Megapod, if you've listened to those. Um, ended up on the Bengals tomorrow, Kelly. Uh, this was not one I had necessarily uh, talked about at length. But on Guessing Lines, you may recall, I guessed this at four and a half. So I'm playing the Bengals at three. Uh, the Lions. Yeah, I haven't bet that side yet, but de I definitely lean that way too. I think Browning has been great. Yeah, he's been awesome. He's been awesome. If he if he can keep up even close to that, uh, close to what he's been playing like these past two games, I think that's a win. And remember, that's the first of a uh, triple header tomorrow. Do you hear? By the way, Al Michaels not on the uh, NBC playoff broadcast. Got yep. taken out. Yep. Uh, of that, just side note. So uh, the Bengals minus three. That's the uh, first of the games. That's uh, hosting the Vikings tomorrow, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Got the Lions in the nightcap of the three games tomorrow. It's four and a half now. This is this has been a line that has bounced back and forth. All, I, I ended up getting it at four. It had gotten to five after that, and I was like, yeah. look how smart I am. And it came right back down. Now it's at four and a half. But I got the Lions minus four in their game hosting the Broncos. This is more of an anti-Broncos play for me. Everybody seems to love the Broncos again. Plus 12 in turnovers uh, in the last four of those victories in that five-game winning streak. And then they just beat the uh, Chargers 
um, this past week, again, with Easton Stick playing most of it, and even with Justin Herbert, it's still the Chargers. I did take the Browns Sunday morning, uh, minus three versus the Bears. The Browns do have a lot of injuries, but I just I love this Browns defense, even with the injuries, the thought of them going up against uh, the Bears. I think the Browns sort of solidify their playoff position with this one. I got the Chiefs at a bad number. Uh, I thought getting them below 10 was going to be a great thing. They're at minus seven and a half right now. I got a minus nine and a half. Uh, I think the Chiefs, and you know where I stand on the Chiefs, I think they run the table. I think they're a great bet to get the number one seed. When we talked about it at 10 to 1 earlier this week, that was before the Dolphins loss to the Tennessee Titans. I got the Falcons minus three. Kelly, I still don't understand this number for the life of me. And it remains at three. You can get a cheap three. At the, it's at three, the Carolina one, it's three Panthers. It's 3105 at Circa right now. I'm the guy who's always been against, like, man, the, Fal- the market has always loved the Falcons more than I have, and all of a sudden now. Me and you all year, man. Me all and year. you all year. And then the final one I took, I did take the Bills, and I laid the two against the Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys train has a bit of a hiccup here, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I'm on a lot of the same sides as you. We'll get to mine later in the show. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I like a lot of yours because I bet the same things. There you go. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> Aaron Schatz joins us. Let's talk. Let's get into the mind of the MVP and other awards voters. He's one of them. That's next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge this college bowl season, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game, and our college bowl betting guide where you get picks for every bowl game. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 and become part of the sports betting network that's vsin.com slash subscribe we get tweets at beating the book joe quicks we went raiders and survivor last night's daily should be fired within the next couple hours oh is that circus survivor is that your own survivor either way congratulations wow what a call (laughs) yeah mark geiger in-house attorney for a numbers game Uh, were folks wrong about quote-unquote genius daily or is it just a run of bad luck um i think we were i think everyone hoped for the best with him and i think it's not a run of bad luck anymore. I think it's time to go. The one I was starting to wonder about last night is like, does he still easily pick up in a, a defensive coordinator job somewhere? Like, that's, that's a good call. I, too. I don't know about it. Uh, Trip Tepper, one of the underrated uh, minor innovations by t- uh, Thursday Night Football and Amazon Prime. And now YouTube TV has a similar feature, the rapid recap feature that shows the viewer key plays they missed if they tune in after the game has started. That is true, Trip Tepper, but I have one, one complaint. That if you watch the rapid recap once and you try to watch it a second time, you go all the way back to the beginning anyway. Like you can't start the rapid recap where you left off the rapid recap. Does that make sense? Yeah, cool. sounds really picky. <laughs> oh, so, no, it's not, because if you keep missing, <laughs> Cleve T.A., our buddy Cleve T.A., who's on the Megapod uh, every year, he said uh, the closest comp to last night, a team uninterested, et cetera, was the Broncos losing 51-14 to 14 to the Rams on Christmas last year and getting hack and fired. That's true. I forgot about that. Bruce Dobigan, that's more than two minutes on the Chargers, Gil. <laughs> that's right. I said it would only be two minutes. And Rick Ollier, finally. Uh, Coach Pierce wins and sets the Raiders scoring record, and young Gil helps convict the Zodiac Killer in a record nine-hour time. It's been a heck of a week for the complex. Your move, delicious. Do you think we run the risk of having too many inside jokes on this show? It's like very insular. It took me a second to pick up on the Zodiac Killer. Well, Oh, yeah, Jerry Duty. That's right. uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are thrilled to have this guy on the show uh, every quarter. And then once a year on the Megapod, uh, he's kind enough to join us. It's a, it's a tradition unlike any other, uh, one might say. He's the creator of Football Outsiders, the proprietary stat DVOA. Now he plies his trade over at FTN. It is the great Aaron Shots, everybody. How you doing, Aaron? Hey, I'm good. Yeah, Brandon Staley. You know, we were all so excited about how aggressive he was on fourth down that first year. But what's, you know, what's the genius of a defensive minded head coach who doesn't have a good defense? That's the problem. With great players, supposedly, right? Yeah. On top of it. I mean, Khalil Mack. And I mean, obviously, Bosa's not there right now. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you think, since you bring up Staley, do you think someone like Dan Campbell who is just as aggressive, if not more on fourth downs than Staley was initially, do you think he doesn't get enough flack for the way he plays it? If Staley did back then? We love the aggressiveness. The aggressiveness is good. The problem with Staley was that he stopped being aggressive. Right. His aggressiveness became kind of random. 
And then the, the all the other aspects of coaching, he's not good at. He's not good at locker room management, and he's not good at running his own defense right now. Yeah. Right. But the, the thing we were excited about was the fourth downs. And over the first year, after the first year, he sort of retrenched on the first down. I love Dan Campbell because Dan Campbell is the combination of very smart analytically and he wants to break your kneecaps. He does. He does. So he's got he's got the motivation and the inspiration and the locker room management going for him. And he's got the analytics. Going. No, you're 100 percent right. I miss I misphrase that. I'm with you. I like the aggression. I guess what I was talking about was the anti Staley people don't give Campbell the same guff. If you yeah. will. You're right. They don't. Yeah, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Now, you, this is very. This is always interesting with DVOA. And again, DVOA, for those who don't know, uh, analyzes play by play. Every single play, Aaron has gone back to the early 80s now and has uh, managed to find every single play and, and analyzed it based on the average result of what that play should have yielded. Um, by the way, are you? Ha- are, are we going to go earlier than 81 if you can get the video? How difficult is that? It, it turns out that even NFL Films does not have the Bengals Chargers game we need from 1980. So we're going to have to do 1980 without one game. How is it that one game got lost in history? That's interesting. It was, I mean, it was bound to eventually happen going backwards. We were eventually going to hit a game that got lost. There is no existent play-by-play or video. There's There's a truncated video that's edited of the highlights of that game, but there's no full video or play-by-play of a 1980 game between Dan Fouts and Ken Anderson. All right, if one of these, if, wow. one, of the, if one of the listeners on this show happens to randomly have access to that, what is the ransom you would pay for that video? <laughs> Good amount. Yeah. <laughs> by the Please, way, but that that is not. We're not talking about the playoff game, famous ice no, bowl no, game. This, is, this, this is, is a regular, regular season. season, like yeah. week nine or something. Week the Chargers won. Yeah, charges one big. Okay. Uh, now you have this history, and you know every once in a while we we talked many times about the 2007 Patriots and the '91 Skins. Uh, however, you parse them, the two greatest teams of all time uh, per DVOA. But we have a couple teams this year that, through this point of the season, are flirting with history. Explain that to us. Yeah, the San Francisco 49ers are the fifth best DVOA through 13 games ever. Wow. Wow. They are behind just the 07 Patriots, the 91 Redskins, the 85 Bears, and the 98 Broncos. But the real surprise is that the Baltimore Ravens have the 10th best DVOA ever through 13 games, which is a shocker because no one thinks of them as being that good. That was the, that, it, yeah, that was the follow-up fantastic. question. Fantastic. Against good teams, they dismantled the Lions. They destroyed the Browns the first time they played them. The second time was close. Their losses are close. They tend to not run up the score in the fourth quarter, right? Which we, you know, DVOA downweights fourth quarter running up the score in a big in a big win. Um, and it uh, that's not an issue for the Ravens the way it was for like the Dolphins this year. So it, the system loves, loves the Ravens, but not as much as it loves the 49ers. Now, look, this is no guarantee of anything. The sixth best team through 13 games was the 2012 Patriots. And the 2012 Patriots lost the AFC championship game. Right? I yeah. mean, you know, this list also has, you know, the, obviously the Patriots in 2007 lost the Super Bowl. The 95 49ers didn't even make it to the NFC championship game to face 
the Cowboys because they lost to the Packers and a team that would be on the list, except they only played 12 games that counted, that mattered, is 87, the 1987 strike 49ers. And they lost their first playoff game. So nothing is guaranteed. The Anthony Carter game, as I recall that one. Yes, being. the Anthony Carter game. Yep, um, yep. Okay, so that's okay. The Niners being fifth. You just mentioned the four teams. Were the 2007 Patriots lost famously uh, as an undefeated team in the Super Bowl. 91 skins. Um, you know, for goodness sakes, the starting quarterback right. starting quarterback got sacked seven times all year. Mark Rippon, um, eighty five Bears, eighty five Bears, Broncos, maybe the yeah, maybe the most famous team of all time, the eighty five Bears and the ninety eight Broncos who won it all. So this is rare air. But about the Ravens, because you point that out. So the reasons being that they and we remember those games, right? They went out and they crushed the Lions from the beginning. It wasn't garbage time. You're right. They they right. they beat other teams badly. But as you, the guy who's responsible for this metric, as you, if I give Aaron Schatz human being the truth serum, and even though you know all the details that got them to this, does it, does it pass the Aaron Schatz test of, yeah, I think they are this good? I don't think they're quite this good, in part because they've now lost Mark Andrews. But I think they are clearly the second best team in the league. Yeah, I do too. I don't think they're as close to the 49ers as these numbers suggest. They're farther from the 49ers than this number suggests, but they are the best team in the AFC. Do you do simulations of Super Bowl exactas, like who's playing who? Do you do that? Yes. And I mean, our numbers are so high on the 49ers and the Ravens, especially the 49ers, that we have a Super Bowl 40, what was that? Super Bowl 47 rematch in one third of all Super Bowls. In one third of all Super Bowls, that was what I was going to ask. 49ers Ravens in one third of all Super Bowls. Yep. Wow. So my twelve to one or whatever number I got that. Oh no, I had the Niners beating the Ravens. That's a little different. Okay. So and that was the Super Bowl you said that you alluded to was the the Super Bowl where the lights went out, if we if yes. you will. The Harbaugh Bowl. The yep. Harbaugh Bowl. That's right. Um, okay. Any other like a unit that's historically good this year or historically bad? Uh, the Browns defense uh, was historically good for a while, and they kind of came back to the pack. Um, the Jets running game is historically bad. <laughs> How bad is bad? It's like one of the 12 worst that we've ever tracked. Oh, oh and it, my you God. Know, it's not even really Brees Hall's fault. It's like the blocking is terrible, and they always face stacked boxes, and Dalvin Cook's been bad. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't play him that way, right? That's it. Okay. Um, That's interesting. All that from a historical perspective. When we come back, uh, we'll talk to Aaron, who's kind enough to join us for a couple segments. Uh, He is a esteemed voter, one of 50 for all of these NFL awards. I see his his eyes going back and forth. Uh, Here we go. Here's the Brock Brady discussion. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, We won't hold him to anything because obviously there's four more weeks of football, regular season football to be played, but we'll pick his brain as to who he might vote on in multiple awards. That's next. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, we got to take a break and talk about Zin Nicotine pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zin Nicotine pouches are already there. Sell millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zin at your local convenience store online at Zin.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Just a few tweets here. Ed Hamilton, we get tweets, have uh, way too many bets in the NFL considering how ugly I thought this week looked and completely 
Chapo on every Mike Pritchard Megapod pick this week. What could go wrong? Pritch did a great job on the Megapod. Did he? Way. Oh, we picked his brain about being a player. Yeah. Talked more about the Kansas City stu- uh, stuff from last week. Let's talk more about yeah. the Kansas City stuff. Yeah. Um, any number of things. How awkward it was when Left Eye burned down Andre Risen's house in 1991. A whole bunch of stuff. You can't get over that story with him. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas Vice. This is posted offshore to your question on Staley. Brandon Staley would he be on the would he be on an NFL coaching staff week one 2024? The no is minus 300. Kelly. The yes is plus wow, okay. 200. All right. So there you go. All right. Uh, back to Aaron Schatz. He, again, is the creator of the proprietary stat DVOA. Um, he is the founder of Football Outsiders now at FTN. Uh, Aaron, by the way, if people want to get all of FTN's stuff, what's the easiest way for them to do that? Sure. The website is ftnfantasy.com slash DVOA. And you want either a Stats Plus or a Fantasy Plus subscription to be able to get all the historical numbers of DVOA and all of the splits, you know, down by down a distance and by different types of receivers and where we got to throw the ball and who throws the ball best deep and who throws it best short and all, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then the Fantasy Plus subscription also gets you a bunch of cool fantasy charting data that's very useful, like cornerback stats for cornerback matchups with your wide receivers, all kinds of really useful stuff. Wow. Okay. Very cool. So you are also and have been for as, I don't know, as long as I've known you, but for a long no, time now. Yeah, only a few years now. But you are a one of the 50 voters who votes on every NFL award except for executive of the year, which we don't bet on anyway. Um, one of 50. Now, you don't know what the other 49 are necessarily thinking, but you are a good snapshot, I think, at least, uh, into some of these. Let's start with MVP. If you were voting on this right now, which you aren't, I get, but if you were right now, and this is a one, two, three, four, five thing now, it's no longer just one person and one vote. Who would be your number one, sir? It is hard to say between Prescott and Purdy. The difficult thing about Purdy, you know, you've all read this before, right? I'm not going to tell people things they don't know. Purdy is very close to having a 50% passing DVOA as a quarterback, which has only happened four times in history. Marino, Brady, and Manning twice. That is astonishing. Wow. On the other hand. Who do you think was number one among qualifying quarterbacks in passing DVOA last year? Dak Prescott? Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Oh, jeez. Okay. I thought you were leading so me you in. Yeah. Yourself. So you look at Purdy and you're like, is Purdy better than Garoppolo? Yes. How much better, right? Compared to what Prescott would be to a backup quarterback. Um, I see. You're, you're making the San, you're making the San Francisco comp. I see what you're saying. Okay. I I, I compared it uh, earlier this week to the Vikings of the late '90s. The Vikings of the late '90s had four straight years where they had basically the same offensive personnel, except Randy Moss showed up in year two, and they had top five quarterbacks in DVOA for four straight years, and it was four different guys because the rest of that offense was so good that they could plug anyone in. But Randall Cunningham was better than the other three. So you're like, how good is Randall Cunningham? Is he the MVP of 1998? Like, it's a really hard decision. Um, what I am hearing, though, is because the last time you were here, when, we, when you were here at the halfway mark of the season, correct me if I'm wrong, but you had Josh Allen as your MVP. That is no longer yes, the case. I, feel, I think Josh Allen is still a really interesting long shot bet, because if Buffalo goes 4-0 and over the last four games, he'll win it. 
The other elephant in the room is, is that you have come on here many times before and you've made the case as to why you would not ever, I don't want to say ever, but with rare exception, vote for anyone who is not a quarterback as MVP. So does this- I am considering Tyreek Hill. You are. Not for the number one spot, but to put him on my ballot. How high on the ballot might he be on yours? I'm not really sure. Okay, because one of the you know one of the things I've said about I have a bet on Purdy and I have a bet on Tyreek from earlier in the year. My thinking on the Purdy thing is I think he'll get a lot of number twos, and with it being so splintered, maybe that will be what rules the roost on this. You may not be you you may not be off. You may not be off. He may be everybody's number two. You're right. Right, and so if that's the case, could I also make the case that that could be? similar to Tyreek, that some people might have him high enough in their ballot to maybe flirt with this. Maybe, but I'm guessing Tyreek is more like everyone's number four. Okay. You, is your sense, I know, you, I know you don't know what the other 49 people are thinking, but is your sense that a growing number of those 49 other voters are drifting towards the Aaron Schatz analytics state of mind? There are more analytical voters on the panel now than there used to be. Sure, there's Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus, and there's Mina Kimes, and there's Doug Ferrar. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to Coach of the Year. Talk about one that is impossible almost at this point to choose oh, God, one. This is a really, this one is really hard, and a lot is going to depend on the last four games and who has the best record. Yes. Yeah. Boy, if you can, because I and I understand that no one, no one listening here is going to hold you to this in terms of even like how you would rate these because it's all so close. But right now, if you're like Aaron, I need your ballot right at this moment. Who's one, two, three? Campbell is one. Oh, really? Ryan's and Shanahan, there's a good argument to be made that if you are not going to put Purdy number one on your MVP ballot, then Kyle Shanahan has to be coach of the year. Yeah, that's interesting because that comes. CJ, it's one or the other. It's one or the other. It's one or the other, but not both. I don't think anybody would do both. But that doesn't apply to D'Amico Ryans when it comes to C.J. Stroud, Rookie of the Year. That's a different thing. Well, their defense has also really improved. Yeah. Why? Where Shanahan runs the San Francisco offense. That's his offense. See, that's what's tough about comparing Shanahan to these other guys, though. Shanahan and Mike McDaniel, you're talking about the quality of the offenses that they run. With D'Amico Ryans and Dan Campbell and Sean Payton, you're talking about overall team management. You're really judging something completely different for those coaches compared to McDaniel and Shanahan. Sean Payton's not going to be in your top five, is he? Uh, you've only voted for three for coach of the oh, year. Okay, there you go. There. Let's see what happens in the last. Let's see what <laughs> happens in the last four games. But I will say this: is I don't give him extra credit for coming back from the whatever one and five start because he also deserves. You know. He's part of the one and five start. Yeah. Also, there are plus twelve in turnovers, and that, and that, you know, I don't know how much of that is stellar coaching, right? Why Dan Campbell number one? Explain that because to of us. his because he combines analytical savvy with locker room management and player motivation. Now that sounds great. How many people? How many? How many other voters do you think will have that criteria? A couple, but not not most of them. Yeah. No, no love for Mike McDaniel. I guess after the other night, Mike McDaniel's got a you know demerit. But if I'm voting for someone for the per- for the for the reasons that I would vote for Mike McDaniel, then I'm voting for Kyle Shanahan. Interesting. Okay, is there any other award that you might have what you would consider to be just anecdotally an outlier type of opinion? 
I don't know how you can vote for DeMar Hamlin for comeback player of the year when he never came back. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Kelly and I are laughing. Okay, so this is the this is the one. Aaron, we didn't even talk about this. I mean no disrespect. I mean no disrespect to the man. Yeah. And I mean no disrespect to his journey, which has been difficult. But he didn't play this year. He had one tackle. Um almost perished on the field, of course. Who would be your comeback player of the year? I'm not sure. But I'm not sure. It's sort of like, you know, how bad is Tua's concussions versus Lamar Jackson's whatever injury he had? And I, I don't know. Okay. Tua maybe. I don't know. That's interesting, though, that you, because the conventional wisdom, by the way, DeMar Hamlin last we looked was like, the conventional my, wisdom was that Hamlin would run away with the thing, but the conventional wisdom was that Hamlin would play. Well, he's first of all, in the betting market, you should know he's minus 500. So, right, he's still a prohibitive favorite as far as betters are concerned, but betters know yep. this is just about people voting, and so it could be anything, really, in the end. What we said, you know, what <laughs> Kelly and I just being silly on air, not even silly, but we just came to this, where I was like, all right, he's got to play. If he steps on a field, he's the comeback player of the year. And then Kelly, because he's smarter than I am, said, no, he's got to make one play. And he did make one play exactly. So I just wonder how many I wonder how many people are like that. By the way, John Mechie, right? Uh, coming back from leukemia, not a stellar season on the field, but yet a great story, right? It's hard. Comeback player of the year. You have to balance those two things. It's difficult. We all voted for Alex Smith a couple of years ago, and Alex Smith was terrible, and we voted for him anyway. Well, he did have that one week where he led the uh, but he played, NFL. But, in, at, least he played, but yeah. at least he played all year. And he had one week where he led the NFL in passing yards. I mean, he did actually have a game or two. So then if it's a foot, if it's only a football thing on the football field merited, you can I hold you to one right now? The No, no, no not, he can't even come up with one. Okay. Because it's just too murky. Aaron, fascinating. Uh, and we'll talk to you one more time right at the end of the regular season before the postseason, man. Look forward to it. You got it. FTNFantasy.com slash DVOA. The great Aaron Schatz, everybody. Uh, pioneer analytics in the National Football League. Thank you, Aaron. We'll come back. More NFL on the other side. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.